0: Once your child is exposed to these things, you can, these are things you cannot undo. You cannot go back to innocence. You cannot go back to purity in your child's mind. Um, Man, what a point. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast.
1: For some people, this is going to be like, you know it's going to it's going to be hard to hear because there are a lot of people that may listen to this that have their kids in the public school system and we're we're pointing out things that's kind of going to bring you to a point of decision
0: i really debated on some of the stuff that we're putting in here and that's because it it is just so some of it is incredibly obscene and vulgar and terrible and these are the things that are being exposed to our children and yeah, you actually
1: showed me for the first time a couple of days ago some of the stuff you wanted to put in here. And I actually was like, I think you should, you know,
0: water it down a little water bit it
1: down, beep some stuff out, you know, I but mean, I'm afraid
0: that by doing so that the mm-hmm. parents, you know, that there's already this idea that it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm not really risking my child by sending them to public school every day. And I just think that it would be unfair not to, not to show exactly what our kids are being exposed to. And then, you know, I don't see how a parent could confidently say that. I really just don't.
1: Well, you know, honestly, too, I guess it's kind of sad. But at the end of the day, probably what most people are going to think is, well, that's not in my school. And until that happens in my school, I'm going to send my kid to this, you know, my kid's school. That's probably what they're going to think. They want, you know, basically, I just kind of know generally Mm -hmm. how people are. And they're going to want you to show them something that's in this is in your kid's school. Now, that's going to be difficult to do. You may be able to justify yourself by saying, well, it's not in my son's school, but man, it will be. It will be.
0: I absolutely think that it will be. And here's one thing that I want to say to that. Um, At the bottom right hand of the screen, everything that we're going to be talking about, because I'm going to be putting in a lot of videos to support a lot of the things that we're going to be saying, um, I've highlighted the state that that actually took place in. And I think that that's going to be very... Uh, key to some people because in in a lot of people's minds, it's just that way. When you think of these extreme scenarios happening, you really think, oh, well, that's got to be California or that's got to be New York, you know, something, these very liberal minded states, you know. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that I really tried to pick things that covered the whole United States. And I did. I did. I was able to. I also eliminated many. I mean, this just for sake of time, but there are so many more examples all across the country. But, I mean, we're talking about some of the most radical curriculum, the most radical lessons being taught in places like Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, um, North Carolina, Kentucky. You know, so it's, it's places that you would not think, oh, that that can't be happening here. And I would encourage parents to, again, I could not list every single book that is being offered in seventh-grade classrooms, elementary schools, fourth-graders are seeing some of these things. Um, Obviously, high school students are seeing some of the most obscene literature. I would encourage you to really look and see what's on your child's recommended reading list if you do continue to keep them in public school. See what's being offered at their school libraries. Really check it out because I, I really believe, after showing some of these things, You would be like, I I need to know if that's what my child is hearing.
2: This book is Gay by Juno Dawson was found in a seventh grade classroom at Collinswood Middle School. It was also on the ELA recommended reading list for seventh graders at J.M. Robinson. I'm going to read from chapter 9, the ins and outs of gay sex, starting at page 201, part one, boy on boy sex. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is a timeless classic, the hand job. Good news is you can practice it on yourself. The bad news is each guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself off. Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages, but it can be very rewarding when you do. Something they don't teach you in school is that in order to be able to come at all, you or your partner may need to finish off with a handy. A lot of people find it hard to come through other types of sex. That is fine and certainly not something you have to apologize for. A good handy is all about the wrist action. Rub the head of his cock back and forth with your hand. Try different speeds and pressures until he responds positively. A bad handy is grasping a penis and shaking it like a ketchup bottle. Finally, my misunderstanding about rubbing two pins together wasn't far off the mark. Rubbing them together in one hand feels awesome. Mega combo handy, trademark pending. It's no wonder that 92% of CMS graduating seniors aren't college or career ready when you're instructing them on how to give blow jobs and handies instead of teaching them how to add and subtract. Superintendent, you stated this book was quote, brought into the classroom by a teacher with no intent to allow students access. Any teacher that puts material like this on his or her bookshelf time is, is, is either up. a bad teacher or a pedophile who grooms Thank children. You. Two minutes are up. Thank you. What
3: we fill our minds with matters. Consider that as I read this from a current library book. This one couple stumbled into my room and asked if they could use the room anyway with me still in it. They closed the door and started kissing. After a few minutes, the boy's hand went up the girl's shirt and she started protesting. Pretty soon, he took off her bra and started to kiss her breasts. And then he put his hand down her pants and she started moaning. He reached to take off her pants, but she started crying really hard. So he reached for his own. He pulled his pants and underwear down to his knees please, Dave, no. But the boy just talked soft to her about how good she looked and she grabbed his penis with her hands and started moving it. The boy pushed the girl's head down and she started to kiss his penis. She was still crying. Finally, she stopped crying because he put his penis in her mouth and I don't think you can cry Thank you. in that position. Thank you. I ask you why
2: this book Thank has you. Been- survived two attempts. Your time is up. That- to- Thank you so much. And there is a- there's a child in our boardroom so I'd like for you to please stop reading that. <laughs>
3: parents watching are in the room if you have children you might want to turn the camera off or remove your children out of the room I recently obtained a list of pornographic sexually explicit books within Jcps schools I disputed these books in several of the schools and my my disputes were rejected in the name of inclusion and right to information on the paper you are receiving is the definition of pornography some questions i have and some questions that i have for you first gender queer is a story about a trans girl and an older boy and it's full of pictures of them giving each other oral sex all throughout the book your high school students by the way are like 14 when they first get to high school A long boy, not that it really matters in fourth grade. In fourth grade at a church youth group meeting out in the bushes, I touched Greg Goebel's dick and he touched mine. In fact, there was even some mouths involved. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old. But it's true. I put Greg Goebel's dick in my mouth. I was in fourth grade. It was no big deal. He sucked mine too. And you know, it wasn't terrible. Why won't you admit that we sucked each other's dicks? We shared a Hershey bar and then you showed me your dick and the next thing I knew it's in my mouth. We sucked each other's dicks and you're pretending it Ma'am, didn't Ma'am, I'm gonna ask you to stop. That, that's obscene. Oh, well, it's in your libraries. Thank you. Please, please. It
0: is obscene. Exactly my point. And I'll stop there.
1: And the titles of some of these books do not give away at all what's inside those books.
0: No, they're very unassuming.
1: What looks more innocent than a paperback book in an elementary library type right. thing? What looks more innocent than that? Virtually nothing. And even with these innocent looking titles. And then you open it up and it is literally more graphic. When you were showing me this stuff, I. I it's, it's it's like you know, it's repulsive to me. Yes. It really causes a physical reaction in me. It's more graphic than
0: stuff that I was ever exposed to when I was growing up. I don't, I mean, as an adult, I don't feel comfortable reading these things. Even whenever I was looking up these books, you have to really search out. You can't just look at the synopsis. When you look up Wikipedia and you look up these books on there or something like that, it'll just say like Lawn Boy, it says it's a coming of age story about a young boy whose parents divorced or something like that. It gives no indication that this it talks about a boy who is doing very graphic things with another boy well, see, in the that's, bushes. That's
1: again proof of the agenda seen in the propaganda. Because the 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 way that they now like rate books and movies and stuff like that, they have eliminated. You can't put on there. That there's homosexual behavior in this. You right. can't do that. Why? Because, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. You can't... now. If, oh, if there's smoking, you can put smoking or, on there. I, <laughs> if there's some drinking, you can put drinking on there. Yeah, no. But if there's a homo relationship, no, you cannot put that on there. So you, you cannot know.
0: When parents have found these books and actually taken the time to read through them, and it been, oh my goodness, my kid was exposed to this. This is ridiculous. And they bring it before the school board. I have seen video after video after video of a mother or a father, a grandfather standing in front of a school board showing excerpts out of these books, pictures out of these books. And even when the board is sitting there, they say stuff like, you know, that's obscene. Don't show you can you need to be quiet. But really, all they get to is they're like, your two minutes are up. Next speaker. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. How can I don't understand people having such a numbness to I mean that's their job. Their job is being the school board. And supposedly you take that role in a because you have this desire and an to make the effort to help better the education of young children. And how do you get shown these things and then all you have to say is your 2 minutes are up. You know, next speaker. How, do, how does that not floor these people? I don't I can't understand.
1: Yeah, it really is shocking. Yes. It really is shocking to me like the point you was making to hear My grandparents stand there and read, and she's trying to get the point across to the school board that this book is in your library. That's what she's trying to show them. Right. This book is in your library, and I know that y'all don't, I'm giving y'all the benefit of the doubt. Y'all don't know what it says. Right. Let me read it to you. And then rather than them sitting back and going, oh, get that Lord, garbage out of here. Get that out now. Pause mm-hmm. the meeting. Get every one of those books out of that library right now. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe we allow that into our school. Rather than that, they say something like, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to be quiet. There are children in the room. <laughs> and then the person is like, wait, that's exactly, exactly. my point. You're missing the point. Don't yeah. silence me for telling the truth. Silence the book. Get the stupid book out of the school. Yes. That's why I'm here. And they're just like, then they're like, ma'am, calm down. You're two minutes up." It's like, man, you're to do And the totally parents are just it.
0: as surprised to hear the school board members say that, which is why I encourage every mother and father listening to this, don't assume that the faculty around your child feels about this stuff the way that you do, that they would find it repulsive and they wouldn't allow it. You don't really know that. You yeah. don't know that to be the case. That's a yeah, huge really, bet to make.
1: You know, wake-up call for Christians right now. Seriously. like yes. This is kind of what this is. Wake up, my friends, because, you, like I said, you, you can say, well, this ain't ever happened in my school.
0: Man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Many parents honestly don't know how bad, quote, public school has become. And what's key here is that I want to show that that's actually intentional. There are actually assignments students are given assignments where they are told you're not allowed to take these books home. You're not allowed to ask your parents these questions. You're not even allowed to repeat these questions to your parents. And we're not talking about like um, history questions like, oh, you know, like you might think, oh, don't cheat. You can't ask your parents what happened in the War of 1812. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the example I'm going to show here. This We're
1: talking about there's grader. a reason they don't want you to ask your parents yes, about this. It is... Because they don't want your parents to guide you in this.
0: Right. This fourth grade girl was given, or classroom, was given this, what's called an equity survey. And they were not allowed to repeat the questions to their parents. And it was questions like, what gender do you identify with?
1: And see, even that question, people might be like, well, what's wrong with that question? Identify as a boy? No, 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 no. The question Why is it even already qu-? yeah. accepts the faulty premise that you can identify as something other than what you are. Exactly. So exactly. The, it's built into the it's question. terrible. Yeah. My name is
4: Haley Asgard. I was in fourth grade at Riverview Intermediate School last year. During distance learning, I was asked to complete that equity survey. My teacher said that I could not skip any questions, even when I didn't understand one question asked us what gender file we identified with. I was very confused, along with a lot of other classmates. A boy in my class asked my teacher if his mom could explain the question to him, because even after the teacher explained it, he still didn't understand. My teacher told him that he was not allowed to ask his mom, and that we cannot repeat any of the questions to our parents.
1: And all new at 5, a book intended to prepare Hudson High School students for college now
2: has parents in uproar. Write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. Rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you'd let your mom read. Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. Those are some of the writing prompts found inside this book. 642 things to write about and up until monday that book was being used by students in hudson's high school senior college credit plus writing class the students were told not to take the book home why so their parents couldn't see it a parent found that book in their child A controversial policy that forces teachers to use any name or pronoun that a student requests and then forbids teachers from sharing this information with those kids' parents. And this is actually on one of the slides that gave teachers advice on how to approach Mm -hmm. all this. Quote, a student's gender transition should be considered confidential. It is highly detrimental to out a student to another school staff peers or a student's family. All communication should be in collaboration with the student.
3: Whenever anything comes out, whether it's a policy change or an activity or uh, sports, it's sent home to parents, in five different languages, by the way. And this was not sent home to parents. Parents were not a part of this.
2: Two middle school teachers in California, they're suing their school district, claiming they were required to lie to parents about their children's gender identity. The teachers say a staff presentation said they could, quote, not reveal a student's gender status to those without a legitimate need for information without that student's consent, including parents or caretakers. What if a parent said, hey, is my kid um, switching their gender when they get to school? Were you not supposed to respond to that parent? Right. I
3: was told that to tell the parents that it was outside the context of this meeting. Wow, wow. And that I could—I was only allowed to discuss classroom instruction, uh, homework and
2: assignments. And when she's speaking to parents, she's supposed to use the student's legal name, but with the kids, they're supposed to use the preferred name. So it's actively
0: deceiving parents.
3: And at the school where I work, there is a big push towards that um, there's a lot of displays in every class, almost every classroom um, kind of encouraging students to accept a certain point of view right uh, rather than focusing on learning. Wow
2: So the LGBTQ support guide is a guide that basically says that parents do not have to be told if their child is transitioning or wants to transition to another. Gender. We have seen images from students at James Weldon Johnson of the activities that the Sexuality Club conducts. They have adults having conversations with children. Um, these adults come from outside of the school district, from local nonprofits. Sometimes they're a school teacher sponsor. They do arts and crafts and display posters around the school um, educating students on a variety of sexual orientations, for example, sexual. I think most parents have never even heard of this word and we're going, what is this and why? Why are our middle schools um, hosting events like this?
3: I just want to say briefly, just for the record, uh, because I feel like it's my obligation to do so. Sometimes a parent is not ready to hear and because I do this work every day, um, I have to do a lot of work with parents before they are ready to even have a conversation with children. Um, about their sexual
1: identity, which: We need to make the point clear. it's not conspiracy, this isn't speculation. There right. actually is currently in many, 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 many thousands of schools policy that tells the teacher and the students to keep certain things from their parents. Yes, this is part of the policy. Yes, but that right. shows is there is this idea in the teachers minds, lots of teachers, that they really do know how to teach that child better, and they know better than the parents. And yes. they are teachers that think the they're parents a safer are place backwards.
0: for your child than you are. Yes, they they're... think that they Ugh.
1: will accept your child and love your child, and that really, if you would just get let them teach your child, they'll make your child into what your child ought to be. Because really, the parent is kind of the enemy in this sense. There might be no yes. enemies, you know, but, there but they're are...
0: like the barrier between your child and yes, you. They and think
1: that they are actually
4: the. Child's they're going to gauge
0: if you're ready or not, or if you are leading your child in the right direction and it's just i mean that fires me up more than probably any of it is that this is not your child
1: no it's not your child (laughs) no it's for the teacher this is teachers at school Uh, right the kids sitting Uh, in your uh, desk that's not your kid it's not your child right and i would say you're not even qualified to teach because you have no wisdom if you don't first know that that's not your child And that if you don't first appreciate the God-given authority of the parent over that child to teach that child or to say, I don't want my child to learn this stuff. And so when you try and undermine that and circumvent that by saying, listen, little Johnny, don't go tell your mama that, that we've been calling you Mrs. Johnny. Right because she won't accept you like you are but i'm your friend and i'm on your side and i understand little johnny that you 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 like you know you may want to be a girl but let's not tell your mom and dad about that you know
0: here's the thing uh, also is that i'm
1: about to explode
0: i know and you know parents Uh, should not have to decide between having parental rights and sending their child to school i do i agree with that you shouldn't have to decide but unfortunately you do in today's time, that's exactly a decision that you're making because in so many ways, legislation actually p- protects that very premise that the child is more, more belongs to the state and school than you in many areas, that being one of them. Talking about the transition stuff, the privacy, the sexual conversation. Here's another thing that gets me. I have a very dear friend who moved here from New York and just February of this year... She was telling me that up in New York, that they actually passed a law. Very recently, like three months ago. Yeah, just a few months ago. They passed a law saying that if your child is at school and they test positive for COVID, they can actually detain your child for up to five days. Quarantine, they say. Quarantine. Quarantine your child for up to five days. And you don't have access to your own kid.
1: Yeah, they say you've, yeah.
0: That should absolutely, I mean, that alone, if there was no other legislation on any other thing that we're talking about, can you imagine not being able to get to your child because they say we need to keep them safe? What uh, are you talking
1: yeah, no, about? It's my job to keep <laughs> my, child, my safe. child
0: You know, like the freedoms that parents are turning over by sending their child to public school. Are I, so I really feel like
1: most Numerous I, I think just most parents Are just not really realizing it No they like, don't So I mean
0: They can't Yeah They can't It, it, seems,
1: it seems that way Because you'd think No if they realized this They would find any way Possible to say I'm not sending my kid To this place anymore
0: I thought this teacher Did a really good job Of showing Exposing What is Told to the teacher's they're literally trained on these things every month um, because each month has a different agenda is really what it you know, boils down to.
5: Teachers are trained with it every month. Parents don't really know what's going on, and they need to know what's going on. Teachers are expected to teach it in their classrooms, and it ranges from preschool all the way to 12th grade. And parents don't have access to these materials. I go under teaching and learning instructional guidance and resources for teachers down, scrolling down, we go to the culturally responsive curriculum that I've been speaking about. Once here, you can scan down the page. It starts with self, talks about meta. There's uh, a month that each month is dedicated, uh, a people group, Black Lives Matter, uh, Hispanic Latinx heritage, LBGTQIA. Uh, All throughout the year, teachers undergo these trainings. If you start with self, there's a tab called specifically for white folks. Under this tab, there's a bunch of links. And if you click on a link, you can read about what white colleagues need to understand white supremacy doesn't stop at the teacher's lounge door. You scroll down what's expected from educators of color, educators of color being driven out, how white colleagues can do better The next link is a Vox website, how to be a good white ally according to activists. What white person's job is at a protest and what it isn't, it says that their job is to do quote, everything in their power to put their bodies between the body of black people and police. Uh, It has preschool lessons to second grade, third to sixth grade and secondary resources. Black Lives
0: Matter at school. The critical race theory is not something just to sort of brush under the rug. That's a big deal that our children are being taught. You know, and you gotta remember, these kids look to teachers as though they are a fountain of knowledge. They don't realize this is just propaganda. You know, they don't realize that there it's unfounded and not based in reality and truth. Yeah,
1: critical race theory, I mean a lot of people don't really care about that one that much and how much is it how pervasive is it within all school systems I don't know because sometimes they don't call the stuff what it is they just teach it indirectly mm-hmm. and so it's hard to really put you know pin it down but the reason it's serious in my mind is because it is a legislated racism basically it's a legalized racism against white people now i am not racist at all and i really Mm. am not i mean i promise you i'm not i'm a i'm what i would call a biblical creationist there's no
0: room for racism in the christian faith i mean it doesn't even make sense you no
1: i mean if god made all of us equal in his sight all made in the image of God. We all descended from Adam and Eve, and I believe that that's the case, 100%. I, not only, I know right, the Bible says course. it, and I believe it's true. And yeah. Racism is really stupid. It's right. really, really stupid. Has racism happened? Well, yes, all throughout history it has happened, all throughout history.
0: By many what, people groups.
1: But Christianity <laughs> has been the greatest opponent right. to racism throughout all of history. Yes, Christianity has has done so much to bring truly equal justice to all colors and nations and everything. And so it's amazing in that sense. So I am not racist at all. But critical race theory being taught is an attack on me Mm -hmm. because I'm white. I can't help it. I was born white. I'm not ashamed that I'm white. But it's an attack on, well, white people in general. And it's this idea that whiteness, what they call whiteness, is a negative. It's a bad thing. And that you are just, you, they say, because you're white, you're inherently racist, and you don't know it. You believe that you are. It's superior. a very
0: racist teaching. It's extremely racist. You know, like that's racism, <laughs> literally. Right. And so,
1: okay, who really cares at the end of the day? Well, here's why: because how does it affect the child that's learning that? Right. Well, I mean, if I, if I, it, it's a form of beating down who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, you, we should never do that to anyone, but it should. You also should not tolerate it when it's being done to you. Right. You
0: shouldn't. So. And also to the child who maybe is Asian or Mexican or Black. You know they are taught to have an anger towards their white classmate. They just find themselves having this anger and this hatred and this bitterness towards a color of people, which is racist what 's my personal dog in
1: this fight? Basically, Well, when I see the seeds of a future war being sown, yeah if you've got the wisdom to see hey they 're sowing seeds for a war in the near future, then we should speak now before this thing really sprouts and blooms. And here's what I was going to say. I mean, I know people use the Holocaust as an illustration for a lot of things. But what do you think that Germans just suddenly woke up one day in 1939, 1940, and just decided, hey, I just think we should just start killing Jews and blacks? No, what happened? Well, for 15 years prior, they was propagandized into exactly. believing that the Jews thought that they were superior, that or that blacks were inferior, or Jews were inferior, or however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And so there was this propaganda machine that... That literally convinced the cu- a country, a whole nation, we should just kill these people. Right. And if if CRT was allowed to just go unrestricted, who knows what would happen mm-hmm. in 15 years? We, it, you know,
0: it's wise to realize we're not above history repeating itself. No, we're not. You know? No,
1: we're not. And so, if and what gets me too is that they're legislating this, right? Like, the, and their their this is school policy, and so it is something to be careful about if you're, you know, if you have a child in public school. And even for the parents themselves being propagandized into this stuff through, through TV and stuff.
5: You scroll down a little bit. We, are, we can celebrate the LGBTQIA Pride Month here where you start with self, lots of lessons and, and information for teachers, and then all grades, general lessons and resources, teaching on pronouns, the gender unicorn. There's preschool, grade school, and secondary resources, seven books. And there's lots of text and videos to be shown to your children while in class.
0: The LGBT stuff is in the school books and it's in the libraries. Um, But even if it wasn't homosexual stuff, even if it was just sexual stuff, There is no place for that. That is not the school's place, the government's place, the library's place, to expose your child to that. That is definitely a personal decision to be made at home between the parents and their family, their children.
1: It's like I was telling a guy the other day, it's true that all sin is equal in one sense, that it's a sin. And that sin has a consequence, all sin has a consequence. Bible says the wages of sin is death. However, the Bible also teaches that not all sin is equal in every way. Some sins are, well, worse. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, for some sins there was the judgment of being stoned. For other sins, there was the judgment of restitution or just paying back or whatever. And so, you can even see in the justice system of God that all, not all punishments of sins were equal, which means not all sins were equally dangerous. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought that point up to him is I was talking about. You can compare it to disease, sickness, viruses. Mm -hmm. You could say it this way. You know, um, all viruses are a sort of bacterial viral form of something, and an organic form of something, but not all viruses are equal. Some, you get a cough for 24 hours, it's gone. Some kill people. And you can't just, you know, basically the point I'm trying to make is that this LGBT thing is comparable to a very deadly virus like leprosy Well, right. there is no cure and it's a hundred percent chance of you're going to die from this right. it's a very serious thing that's all i'm saying so of course in the things that we're going to talk about it is the most serious one in other words it's not one to tread lightly around it's not one to play lightly with it, it, and, it and it is it does work like a virus in some sense and that it infects the minds of people you know like if you are propagandized by this agenda from from birth right until you're 15 years old. It's no shock to me that you begin to show all the symptoms of the propaganda, the, right. the viral effects of that, you know, and so it's very serious.
0: There are teachers that have personal agendas, even in uh, conservative areas. Okay, so don't think that, well, we live in rural Alabama, you know, or something like that. So it's not here conversation I talked about in my last video is a lot like a lot of the conversations I have about queerness and transness with my kids. Um, because I work in a conservative area and I'm an out non-binary trans teacher, I have to tread very lightly for fear of losing my job. And so a lot of times I put it in terms of hypotheticals with the kids. I say, oh, some people like to use this. When I talk about my title mix, I say, oh, oh, it's just a third alternative to Mr. Ms. that some people like to use. I let them kind of draw their own conclusions when it comes back to me, while also keeping it general enough to not bring the heat on myself.
1: And there's also a video of a woman that has a pride flag or something like mm-hmm. that, because mm-hmm. she's not allowed to say things, but she can still put her pride flags up in her room. Right.
4: Elementary educators, <laughs> this is where it happens, my friends.
3: The more- we could do it at the elementary level, breaking down the gender binary, getting rid of girls and boys, and there's so much work that can happen, and we're gonna have some of those conversations today. My plethora of queer flags that I have in my classroom. And the truth is, is that we know that kids are coming out at younger and younger ages, and gender is, you know, sexuality as well. But especially looking at gender, we have kids as early as two, three years of
2: age. I always tell them to teachers, you're gonna have more longevity making change if you maybe play it a little safer for a little longer
0: who knows if on monday i'm going to come in and i'm going to be told to take down the flag but um, i will do what sarah did in connect quad and not do so thank god for tenure
2: lean on your tenured colleagues to do some of this work because we need you
1: you gotta understand it's not just that these people want you to accept them for what they are that's not true Right, They want to make your children the same way that they are. Absolutely. They want you to be like them. Or they want, your, they want to make your children in their image. They want to make, like she's not putting her pride flag up front just because she has this idea, well, if I'm, I'm not going to be silenced. No, 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 no. She puts it up front because she wants your kids to be the same way she is.
0: Yes, and I mean, to, it's so obvious. I mean, there is no such thing as a two-year-old or a three-year-old that says, I'm non-binary that is no, obviously no. Right. a the parent putting their thoughts and you know the, or the, the teacher or the teacher onto the children i mean this stuff is so obvious when you take a step back and you look that it is not about self-expression, like they want to say, it is really, like you said,
1: it's about projecting themselves ato- on. Hundred because the more that they can get society to become like them, the less they feel the guilt for why they are the way they are, or the less that they feel, you know, any wrong or whatever. And so, yeah, they want they want to make you just exactly like they are. I mean, even that's a biblical right. concept that the sinner wants everybody to partake in his sin. That's what they do. Yes. somebody was basically at a barbecue with this principal yeah. and decided to record the stuff this guy was saying. Yeah. Because he was saying we are filtering out exactly. teachers, applicants for jobs yeah. who do not support LGBT. We're not hiring them. It's That's an- what he was saying. Yes. We're only hiring people who support this movement, which is absolutely
4: profound. And it's if
0: another way. It. Yes. So if you find out someone is Catholic then.
1: No
4: <laughs> I think one of the questions that might start including is something about transgender. I don't think kids, like, we didn't have enough it's knowledge it's to make decisions. Right. Right. Yeah. But if they're older,
2: I'm not allowed to do that. But I I can't tell them I'm not interviewing you because you're older. I just don't get to interview you. Sometimes the times you're older you get, the more set in your ways, the more conservative you get doesn't matter what they think about, it. if they think about it in a logical, progressive way, that becomes their own.
5: So you kind of like do it on to think in a more liberal way. I
4: mm-hmm. believe so the, in the whole the more progressive teachers are actually more
5: savvy about delivering like, a democratic message without really ever having to the
4: politics. We want people that are going to save the people. Listens to the people wasn't so it's little things like that you hope those little things stick.
0: This is not a general all teachers are this way, but they are there. and when you take that risk, you roll those dice. once your child is exposed to these things, you can these are things you cannot undo. You cannot go back to innocence. you cannot go back to purity in your child's mind. Um, Man,
1: what a point. You you need to make, yeah, we need to stop and reflect on that just one more time. Say it again. You cannot. This is a fact. Mm -hmm. When innocence is lost, it cannot be restored. Right. You can't unsee what you have seen. You can pray to forget. Right. But you can't unsee it, which is actually part of what bothers me about this. How how valuable is the innocence of your child to you? Right. You can't put a price tag on it. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, too. It carries over way on into their life. Even stuff they're being exposed to in public school could end up causing them marriage troubles in their mid-30s because of different ideas and ways of thinking that has either been put into their mind or the mind of their spouse that end up causing all kinds of issues, you know, in their private life or whatever. And it's like, man, you, you just really can't put a number
0: on this. Right. The exposure oh. comes not just with teachers that have their own personal agenda, but in something like this clip to me is incredibly telling for multiple reasons these parents pay forty thousand dollars a year for their child to attend this school thinking I'm sure that they are sort of above all the mud and the muck of what's exposed to children in public schools they're paying this ridiculous amount of money for that to happen and they get told okay well next week your child is um, or we're having health services day at school Sign this waiver saying that you don't care for your child to go. All of this seems incredibly safe.
1: Yeah. I had, like, our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using
3: spit.
0: Meet Joe Bruno, dean of students at the prestigious
3: Francis
2: W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student.
1: So they're just, like, passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this butt plug work? How do we do, like... How does this work?
2: That's a really like new cool part of my job.
0: Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. A health service system. Yeah. Does
2: this outfit make you turn your head? Does this outfit seem appropriate? for anybody here, to see, because if this makes your head turn, if this pisses you off, then it's stripped, because this guy walked into our school doing the exact same
4: Kimberly, Kimberly, can you dress the workplaces?
2: This is what, this is what the, the man dressed like, in front of our kids.
1: need to understand this what i'm about to say i don't believe for one second that children are born this way that they're born transgender i don't believe that at all i'll never believe it i'll die without believing it because it's not true right however so why is it happening well because sin does and it's described this way in the bible at times leprosy is actually used as an allegory for sin all throughout the old testament Mm -hmm. and sin does behave kind of like a virus does and so it's one thing to send your kid into a certain area where the common cold's going around Well, if they get it, I'll medicate them a little bit. I'll give you know talk to them or whatever. It's a totally different thing to send your kid into an area where there is a very terrible virus going on, and that's what I was. My point is this, my friends: do not think that your child is immune to propaganda. And spiritual agendas that's working on his consciousness and his soul. Right. That it's not the case, my friends. Yes, the, the reason we see a bloom of this stuff is because it, you can trace it just like a, a virus. It's there's a contagion effect to it, especially in the young mind. These kids are not unscathed. Like even if no. your child is not transitioning, oh, please, you know, dear God, don't let that be the case. Right. But it doesn't mean that they're not being mentally affected.
0: Right. Yes. Even if your child comes out a straight heterosexual human being, they have become numb to the idea of homosexuality. They have become numb to the idea that uh, premarital sex, you know, that it's the norm that, you know, it's just expression or discovery or I mean, it's just so pl- dumbed down and played down to be so much less than what it actually is. You cannot deny what God has put in us and that is that a homo or, a homo no heterosexual relationship a husband and a wife joined together by the bonds of marriage each other's only that is the fulfillment that all of these young people are looking for oh
1: yeah that's the only true fulfillment it's
0: the only true fulfillment everything
1: else is you know you'll never be satisfied yes and that's why a lot of these this this people that are in this crowd have many 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 partners and it's like this never ending search to satisfy the flesh cuz right. it never will be. The only thing that will ever satisfy is a true marriage bond between a man and a woman and you know making a marriage covenant right. before God and family. You know Absolutely. that's the only thing that satisfies.
0: Just because you live in a conservative area or a small town uh your child is still very very likely if not almost absolutely affected by this stuff here's an example we live in a small town that has a stop sign and a dollar general crazy and about a mile and a half two miles up the road is the elementary school mm-hmm. and there is a student there that identifies as a cat <coughs> and here's the thing
1: and it is a true story because yes. we couldn't believe it so we researched and actually talked to the employee there and sure enough
0: she has to acknowledge and address and handle this person this child as though it's a cat otherwise she could lose her job and the other person is a parent of one of the students that goes there and her daughter was in the bathroom and that girl come in the bathroom and was like pawing on the on the door and meowing or something like that and it was like they think you know at this point that to me that's exactly what I wanted to get to the numbing down children at this point look at it like oh you know isn't that so silly and that so crazy instead of looking at it like what what is happening here this person is meowing you yeah. know like it's so c- common now that it's not it doesn't even stand out the way that it should it stands out like a joke one of the
1: worst possible things you can do to a person who is acting in a way that's actually harmful to themselves in the long run I mean, behaving yes. as an animal full time is actually harmful to your human psychology. Right. So one of the worst things you can do is to affirm them in that right. and identify them that way and just say, hey, you have your truth. Let's go with it. That's one of the worst possible things you can do because you're actually furthering this this destruction that they're doing to themselves. To me, these are all signs of an agenda in my philosophical framework, uh, of the way I view the world. When we take things that are damaging to the human psychology and we say hey you know what let's reaffirm them in that right. let's encourage them in that the only reason you would do that is cuz you're want, you're 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 like you're actually you know that you're destroying them ultimately right. by doing that the right thing to do in that bathroom would have been to say you ain't no stinking cat and quit acting like one
0: right yes you know absolutely that, yeah. i mean to me that's so obvious yeah. But I'm saying this is national. We're supposed to
1: we're supposed to encourage and affirm these transgender people in this very thing that is oh. destroying their life. I mean, even Jesus said life is more than the body. It's more yeah. than that. There's more to life than that. And when you're telling them no, life is all about the body. If you want, you know, you're an evolved animal anyway. Act like an animal. That's fine. Be whatever animal you want to be. You're destroying it's, yeah. humanity. Yes, absolutely. You're taking the humanity out of man.
0: Another example that's very local to our small town is um the town library. They have library days and they have somebody come in and they read a book to children. It's a volunteer thing. Kids come, parents bring their kids. It sounds very wholesome, you know. It sounds very sa- safe and innocent. And I have a friend that was taking her children there and one of the and the book that was going to be read that day, it a very unassuming title. It was about a crayon who wished and wanted to be a different color. And the whole story was pushing this transgender, homosexual idea- mm-hmm. ideology that it's normal and you can be whatever you want to be, but it And no it parent. pushes
1: this idea, too, that if your parents don't accept you, you know, it's because they don't understand. Right. Like, it's, it's pushing this idea that not only is it making it, you know, encouraging you to think this way as a child, but then it's also painting anyone who stands in your way as your enemy. They're your bad guy. Yes. All your parents just don't understand. Right. They don't understand you. They don't get you. You're special. You was supposed to be a blue crayon and you was born red. You know?
0: Yes, and you know, and that's actually that terminology is actually in the curriculum for schools. I would encourage all parents to look and see if your school system is teaching what's called human growth and development Mm -hmm. curriculum. Again, very unassuming. Sounds safe, sounds normal. This was approved in Wisconsin and Nebraska, I know, and I I don't know how many other states. I would encourage you to look it up. But what you said that triggered my thinking about that is they teach children, students, they teach them as young as kindergarten to be what they call allies of LGBT movements. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Again, if you are opposed to them, you are the enemy. Mm-hmm. It begins introducing gender ideology, STDs, and homosexual family groups as young as kindergarten, from kindergarten through 12th grade. And these books have pictures of naked adults, naked children, and naked babies. And they, the goal is, quote, to normalize homosexuality and transgenderism.
1: Uh, at least they stated that you know, this is our goal. They're trying to normalize this stuff. That's yes. what they say. They're opening. not even yeah. It's They're not normalizing even transgenders.
0: Yes. And the part that, about this that gets me even more riled up, I mean, as though any of this stuff is not bad enough, but for your child to pass, they must be evaluated and assessed. For kindergartners, they are told to observe the student and answer whether or not they seem comfortable with those students I mean, whether that student feels comfortable stretching gender stereotypes, like can boys wear dresses, Mm -hmm. you know, does the student feel comfortable making choices outside of gender expectations? And also, do they um, exhibit ally behavior, Mm -hmm. ally to the LGBT stuff?
1: Sometimes it's easy to get lost and you just flying through stuff real quick. So slow down a little bit. And you're saying, who's being analyzed?
0: The student is being analyzed by the teacher when they go through this curriculum to determine if they are basically successful, passing. Correct. That's or what failing. I wanted you
1: to say. The way to pass this curriculum. Yes. Is to say, I support transgender people. I am their ally. so yes. you know, like boys cannot wear dresses because the dresses are for girls. They would say no. No, young man, you're wrong. Right. Dresses can be for boys or girls. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's what they say. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Before the child turns 12 years old, they are encouraged to decide or uh, with, encouraged to explore whether or not they are homosexual.
1: Yeah, see, that's... Uh, see. It, uh, uh.
0: I know, I know. You know that I know. You
1: can see that they're trying to get your children to begin to question yes. the, the things that have been historically right, and normal for thousands of years. And I want to touch on this one real fast and we can move on. Mm -hmm. But evolution, the theory of evolution. 60 years ago, okay, the theory of evolution being taught in public schools became an issue 60 years ago. Mm Kind of like the LGBTQ thing has become an issue now. And 60 years ago, Christians was saying stuff like that. Well, it's not in, it's not in our local schools. Right. That's in the big city schools in New York. That's, in, that's out in California, but it's not in our local schools. The teachers that I know in my local school, they still pray with the kids in the morning. They can still teach them about Jesus and whatnot. And so they just kind of sit back. And now <laughs> it's in every single grade level of every single school across the country. Yes. It came in like an acid and it has just and, and people are sitting here probably right now because they're so numb to it, thinking, "Well, what does it matter if my kids learn, learns about evolution? Well, it matters tremendously oh yes, yes you I mean, you just don't really know how much it affects you to sit there and actually think that God doesn't exist because if evolution is true, God doesn't exist, and then we act, God didn't make us, we evolved from monkeys, and uh, there's actually no meaning to life, and the whole universe just kind of exploded into existence, and it really it way more than what most people can understand, it destroys your morality, your ethics, and your personal value. Well, anyway, long story short, evolution is now in every school. And if we say now with this LGBTQ stuff, well, it's not in our library. Well, it's coming.
0: Absolutely. It is coming,
1: man. Well, how do I stand up against it? Get your kid out of school. There would be no more powerful statement than Christians across our country could make than if Monday morning, all across in every state, Christians said, we homeschooling our kids now. And suddenly... 40 million kids disappeared from the public school system, right. they would be like, okay, guys, yeah, we better check up here.
0: Absolutely. They're not
1: going to tolerate it. And so we can't continue to tolerate it. And in that sense, it's a wake-up call.
0: So let's <laughs> talk statistics.
1: Let's sum it up just a little bit, mm-hmm. a recap. You have the the critical race theory stuff that's coming into schools. Of course, you have the LGBT stuff that is just pervasive right now, and it's honestly disgusting. You have the whole, they're also, you're basically, especially if you're a Christian, you didn't hear what I'm saying, you're basically sending your child to an atheistic church system because they're learning stuff like God doesn't exist. Right. Teachers, many, many teachers just mock Christianity make fun of you're basically sending your child to learn the doctrines of atheism that we come from you know pond scum that yeah really that's exactly what's happening that's what they're learning in fact you spend more time unteaching mm-hmm. when they get home you know, like you're sending them to learn all kinds of stuff that you don't even believe yourself right like even the versions of history they're currently learning I guarantee you most parents don't even believe the versions of history their children are currently learning. But anyway, so you have the CRT stuff, the LGBTQ stuff, the evolution stuff, but then you have the books, the suggested reading material, in the libraries, it's in the schools, and even if it's not in the curriculum, it's coming out of the teacher's mouth themselves. Mm -hmm. That should bother you. Then they are actually seeing that they are the child's parent, not you, and they're going to decide what that child learns because they think that you're a backward hillbilly bigot. And they're going to set your child free to express themselves sexually. You have just the general sexualization of girls. Right. Because you have, I mean, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. You can just look at a group of homeschooled girls. I'm talking, take a big sample. 10,000. And then take 10,000 public school girls. And just see how they behave and act. The public school girls are under these pressures to appeal or make make themselves appealing sexually or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. But they dress different. They walk different. They talk different. Their innocence is lost. Right. So you have all of these things. We haven't even talked about the safety aspects of the fact that there's mass school shootings twice a day every day of the year now. But when you begin to compile... All of the stuff and, and, and you say, what really is my kid learning there? Well, he's definitely learning some social behaviors that I don't like. Even if the school is not a pro-LGBT school, he's still picking up stuff from these kids. And I really just would prefer my kid didn't act that way or hear that stuff. Plus, he's learning a version of science and human origins that I don't really believe in. The history that he's learning is a little bit twisted. You have all of these things, my friends, that when you really put it all into the pot and say, okay, I've been putting my kid on this bus and sending him off for eight hours a day for five years, what's really coming out of this? A bunch of junk I hate. Right. How much is he learning that he needed to learn? Some basic math, some reading, I could have taught him that in 30 minutes, an hour a day, maybe for just, you know, a couple of years. And I could have had him further ahead than, mm-hmm. you know. So that's where it comes into statistics.
0: Statistically speaking, you know, if you just want to look at what's on in black and white on paper, you know, drug use go up 61 percent. In, there, in among the last eighth couple graders, of years,
1: within eighth grade, there's a 61 percent increase in drug use.
0: 62% of 12th graders have, quote, abused alcohol. Girls, uh, young girls, we're talking like 5 to 11 years old, um, having body issues as far as feeling like they're too fat and be- being on diets, you know? Um, yeah, anorexia
1: and bulimia children. behaviors in children is very pervasive Hospital
0: now. visits of children as young as 5 years old, up by like 25%, up by like a quarter for mental health crises. I mean, how, how crazy is all this? And then here's the other statistic. You know, if education really is your, your priority, we have a failing education system as far as if you're really looking at like math and reading scores across the board. Homeschool kids actually, for years now, for at least 15 years, have outscored public schooled kids on standardized testing by 15 to 30 percent on average. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I remember a study that I read because we actually made the decision to homeschool our children before I had ever even heard of LGBT ever. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we made this decision 15 years ago and I know this stuff didn't even exist as far as I know. Uh, But I remember reading some studies back then that when homeschool, the homeschool population, when it was treated as a nation and they ranked the nations based on test scores, India was number one. Homeschool was number two. (laughs) America was like 30 in that list. But homeschoolers was the second best educated group of people. According
0: to that study. My question that I really want to sum it all up with as an appeal to parents is what where is your line like what would it take for you to say you know what i'm risking too much here it's not worth the convenience aspect of sending my child away for a few hours a day or it's not worth me having a second income so that we can have a second car or you know like at what point do you say i'm sacrificing something big here what would it
1: take everybody has a line It's just possibly been a long time since you've considered your line. And also, if you're sitting here thinking, yeah, but I got to have this job. Think about what you're saying, really. I got to have my job more than I got to have my kid. (laughs) I mean, that sounds a little bit harsh. No, I don't don't mean mm -hmm. I'm not saying that this is not an uncompassionate thing. I mean... I, I just have compassion on your child too, and I know that you do too. But I mean, you should really stop and really, 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 really think about it. If you're a, if you have the ability at all to homeschool your child, I, I would do it. And there, we could bust myths all day long about the social awkwardness of homeschool oh children. Man, what a lie! Yeah, I mean, I know hundreds of homeschool <laughs> children, and they are like so comfortable, respectful able to communicate on an adult level when they're like eight. I mean, it blows my mind.
0: I want to say one last thing that I, you know, I just, I think it's important and unfortunately probably going to be one of the more controversial things that I have said. I do feel like I've been yelling the whole time, but I'm just very passionate about this. You know, it's, it's so critical and it's so needful. I mean, there's so much at stake. But the one last thing that I want to mention is to the teachers, if you are a believing Christian, I implore you to not deceive yourself thinking, well, I don't believe this. I just have to say it to keep my job. But my students know that I don't actually believe that this is right. Or, you know, we just have to mention it. And I have to sh- hand out these flags. I have to do this stuff. Don't think that you can separate. You cannot separate your actions from your faith. You just can't do it.
1: Yeah. There are probably some Christian employees in the public school system that believe that they're not really in any way perpetuating this because they just don't have to like the janitor or the mechanic right. and even some teachers. And so I, and I understand right. that. Yes. Um, But like to the ones that what you're saying, for sure, if you're a teacher that's handing out any type of curriculum that goes against the things that you believe to be true, you must understand. You're teaching that you're indoctrinating children into a worldview that you yourself think is a lie and it's false, right. and that is not right. right. And you cannot do it by saying, well, I don't believe this, but this is my job. I'm, suppo- I'm following orders. That's the world's, wor- that's a devil's cop-out. I mean, I know these things are hard, Just consider
0: but, these things is all, really. Yeah. I mean, if you're a teacher, like you said, we know some people that I really believe that in their job they're part of teaching they're not faced with these convictions because they don't deal with mm-hmm. the agenda aspect of school you know there are probably only a and handful of subjects that really those teachers are the ones that have to consider these thoughts yeah. you know
1: and there are some teachers that are using their platform to talk about god yes teach the kids. i mean i know some yes. they're doing
0: really good and that's great to sort of you know not leave it at that i do want to say that just because you're not helping push, you know, this steam engine along, this LGBT tearing down of morals, ripping apart of Christian faith engine that we call public school. Just because you hop off that train doesn't mean that you have to forfeit your love of teaching. Because, again, for a homeschooling option. There are so many homeschool co-ops, groups and even individual families that would jump on an opportunity for something like a private tutor for their their child with English or math or you know history or science, you know there are so many other avenues that you can do with a clear conscience as a believing Christian and still fulfill that love of teaching. You don't have to be a part of what we call public school system in order to teach. We
1: all need to once when once Things snowball to a certain point, they become visible, and once they become visible, they're big enough, it's like, okay, I better stop and look at this, what's going on? And it, it really is time for parents across the world, but especially the United States, to re-examine the decision to send their kid to school. Because yes. there's just so many things now that it, it may have been that when you first sent your child to school, you was 23, your husband was 24, you didn't really know what to do. This is just what's right. This is American. It's what you do. You raise your kid up, you send mm. him to school, and maybe at that time it was good. But now we are 10 years later and all of this stuff is, is snowballing worse and worse. There comes a time along the way where you have to say, man, you know what? Maybe it's time to get off of this road. And that's what I'm saying. we got to step back and look at the school system as a whole and be like, oh, man, it's not what it. Yes, originally was. It's it's not it's not even performing a public service to my children in a sense. It's not even it's destroying them. Right, it's destroying them. It's making them something that I don't want them to be. And it's time to find a way out. And I would say that uh, in my analysis, it is time to find a way out for all of you. I agree. So I'm done with it. What else you got to say? That's it. All right. Well, good talk. RemnantPodcast.net. Yes. And Remnant Podcast on YouTube, which is, they're already seeing it if they're here. (laughs) All right. Good talk.